0: All right, we're back with the second edition of the Fresh Saints podcast. Um, I'm Sean Morford, joining alongside Aiden Small. How you doing?
1: I'm doing fantastic, Sean. Yourself?
0: Yeah, not too bad. Ready to s- discuss some saints?
1: Indeed. Well, it's a uh, transfer window coming to a close at the uh, at the moment. We've only got 24 hours left on the time of recording this show uh, and it's been an eventful start to the season so I'm looking forward to going over the uh, start points of the game, looking at the three games so far, talking about who we want and many other topics so be sure to stay tuned
0: Definitely, why don't you let the people know quickly where they can uh, follow you on social media before we crack on that. No
1: problem, so on my uh, personal account you can follow me at AidanSmall97 uh, and then on my other account Fresh Saints, you can follow me at Fresh Saints, and on the website www.freshsaints.com you can follow myself on Twitter
0: on at Sean Woolford. that's S-E-A-N-W-A-L-F-O-R-D, and uh, that's pretty much it, and then we'll crack on with the show. Let's get it underway. So, Sofiane Bouffaos joined Saints on a £16 million deal, um, Moroccan international, 11 goals last season, uh, helping Leal to finish 5th in League 1. What are we making of this?
1: Well, it's the only place to start on the podcast show really right now, and after that news yesterday, it's uh, been building up. Over a couple of weeks, uh, people were worrying if it would be pushed over the line for such an exceptional talent, but it's finally been done. And there's a lot of excitement surrounding Southampton after this. I feel like it's really dug us out of a bit of worry in the opening games of the season. I feel like there's a big buzz around the club right now. Um, I feel like all the fans have definitely been met in their expectations. It's sorted everyone out. I feel like it's the marquee signing that people have wanted. Uh, It's a player who fits the profile of Southampton in terms of a young, talented player who needs to be nurtured to become... Hit really hit the next level, and I feel like that's something that would really suit Southampton.
0: I think I think you're right. I mean, it's to me, with all due respect to the signings of you know the, the likes of Redmond um, and, and Hoiberg, I feel like Buffal is that, like, like you say, the marquee signing that we've yeah. gone out and finally thrown the cash. A little bit more than we normally used to. I mean, it's a record fee, um, yeah. as we say, 16 million, potentially rising up to 21 with all sorts of bonuses, including, uh, I believe, a 10 or 15% sell off yeah. fee. But it's one of those signings that we've gone out there and we finally said, look, we've got some money, you know, which is inevitable because um, look at how much, how many players we've sold in the past. And I feel, feel like for a lot of fans, they wanted to see um, us go out there and really, you know, Make a statement of intent as such, especially, and, and we don't, well, we're not going to touch on it too much right now. But you know, the, the opening three games, we do look like we're missing something. I think that perhaps this Buffal signing is, like you say, a signing, a, a sort of suggestion to the fans that actually we are still going to be competing like we should be doing and that perhaps this is going to push us to the level that we wanted
1: to be at um, and and that we should have continued on from last season. Yeah, well, I completely agree. I mean, in in terms of what you were saying about the Hoiberg and Redmond signings, yeah, Redmond is a talented player, people know that, but he didn't perform to the highest level. And yes, Hoiberg's a talented player, we all know that, but he hadn't provided it on a bigger stage. He hadn't performed at a consistent level over a longer period of time, racking up a number of appearances. Whereas with Buffal, we've got a talent, someone who's set it alight in the league, and someone who's highly rated and been watched by teams such as Juventus, Barcelona and Chelsea. I mean, that's, that's written fact. They've, those three teams have all been watching them over over the past year, and it's a really exciting time for a Southampton fan with a player like this, because it's, I feel like for the first time in a while we've picked someone up who's proven. on a big radar and proven, and lots of people have known about this player beforehand yeah. in a foreign league. And to do that you know, to the general average football fan in England, that's that's a bigger achievement. So I feel like this is a marquee signing that, no matter what, yeah, you can bring players in who are talented, but at the end of the day, fans love to be pleased. And this is certainly a fan-pleasing signing.
0: With that, I mean, it's it's like you say, you know, it's, I find the signings that we've made so far are quite interesting because, obviously, Redmond and Hoiberg, and to some extent, Buffal are all very young. I mean, is yeah. only 22. I and mean, um, uh, 24, and 22. So it's... You know, it's all development players, you know, technically speaking, but, but like we've just mentioned, Buffal, out of all of them, I feel is the most proven player from my understanding. I mean, exactly. I can't even claim to know or have seen tons about him, but purely reading up on his stats, seeing who he's played for, obviously, out in mm. the French league, um, did get a, a decent amount of game time out yeah. there, um, you know, and obviously is highly rated. Yeah. Um, it sounds like we've finally gone and Brought someone in that is more—it's it's, it's like you know with the likes of Mane and even Pella to some extent. We didn't really know too too much about them in terms of quite the level they were at, yeah. or we hadn't heard much about them. We might not have seen tons of Buffao playing, yeah. but we certainly know from others around the around the globe quite how highly coveted exactly. he is. I mean,
1: because Pella was coming from Holland, which is a, certainly a lesser league than than Liga. And Mane was playing in Austria. So, So, I mean, it's certainly a more proven signing in that stage. And I haven't watched a great deal of Bafal, but I've given five games last season a good watch of over the 90 minutes. Watched how I didn't want to see the YouTube compilations, although I have given him a watch, obviously, because it's exciting. I mean, who doesn't get excited (laughs) over those? But, I mean, I remember us signing Mayuka and the YouTube compilations. (laughs) It looked like we had the Golden Boy. But when I was watching those five games, it's really interesting to see the way that he plays and that he's very much in. An Eden Hazard type of player in the way that he will pick the ball up wide, look to find the space, beat a couple of players, and find that intricate little pass. And that's something we've really needed. Someone who can really, with proven ability, take on his man. I mean, last season he averaged 4.9 dribbles per game. That was more than Eden Hazard and Neymar respect. I mean, obviously it's in League but nevertheless, still to carry out four point nine, that's more than Riyad Mahrez And we remember how much we'd see him taking on players and I'm sure Bafal's still gonna have that same mentality in it. Sixty four percent success rate, that was higher than all of those players mentioned before as well.
0: I think what's exciting for me, and like, you know, you've just touched on it there, is the fact that we've gone out and bought a man that looks like he can beat a man as such, you know, yeah. and, and- as much as some of our other players can do that we tend to go for the option of you know you look at Mane last season yeah. would be rather than taking the ball around the man he would be running around the man yeah. expecting the pass to be fed onto him you know yeah. purely basically winning on pace yeah. um, the clips I have seen on Buffal the his touch looks very very good yeah. looks very sharp on his feet yeah. um, there's been some people questioning his sort of physical build I think for the size of the player um, and and the ability I've seen just on those clips of him being able to beat a man mm. I think he looks like he could be a good fit I, mean, I don't I, I mean, don't think if
1: physicality was really a problem Riyad Mahrez wouldn't have had the season he had if you see it, it. His legs are like toothpicks <laughs> <of> like. <laughs> I know. mean he can drop down like that and pie it, drops to the floor like it's nothing as well I feel like if you've got that raw natural ability players are going to get frustrated with you and they are going to kick out at you and I feel like Bafal the kind of player that we've needed to do that and I mean the, the type of player it is, in the, the amount that he loves to dribble I saw yesterday that Southampton have taken the 17th least fewest dribbles in the league this season now if that's not a cry to bring in a player like Buffalo, <laughs> I don't know what is. I mean, is right. we've seen so many times we've picked the ball up on the edge of the box a space opens up and I'm screaming for one of us to just knock it and yeah, drive it yeah. into the space because it puts panic into the defenders regardless of, of how good the situation It panics them and it's something to think 100%. about. And when you've got the 17th fewest, no matter what, that is a bad statistic to happen. That is not good. Dribbles, you know, they, they create things. You look at any team in the world to bring any kind of success and the amount of dribbles that their team takes will have been of a high number. And 17th, that's simply not good enough and with foul, hopefully we can, we can correct that.
0: No, I, I 100% agree. I think that for me it's going to be i mean the, the exciting other stat is the 11 goals because mm. we're missing goals this season yeah. so far for many and
1: 29 appearances too uh, and, and you three.
0: know and, and for someone who's young mm. um i mean we lost a number of goals last season in mm. purely losing well like i say and, and this season from losing um mane and Pella. and if you want to throw in wanyama who did get i think one or two last season yeah. as well um you know to add Someone with that capability, who's only improving, is a really exciting proposition. Yeah. Um, so you know, I, I think it's going to be one of those interesting things. Um, I know there's some there's some doubts about his injury and in fitness quite right now. Yeah,
1: certainly about his uh, attitude too. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah. So it could take a while yeah. for him to really kick into gear. But then I've, I think there's been a number of our signings yeah. um, that they themselves have taken sort of five to yeah. ten
1: games to really get going. And, I mean, Pellard worries with his attitude. Exactly. And, Marnay certainly did as well. There was big worries over his attitude, and that turned out fine. And I mean, Buffalos had the issues with it, but now he's he's at a point in his career where he said he personally picked Southampton. And I, in all honesty, I, I think I believe that to be honest, because there was bigger offers on the cards, and there was probably more money out there too. But he's clearly picked us because he sees the development, well, uh, you course. know, potential. And uh, Pro last season was you know a, a great factor in bringing back the best of Hatton Ben Arthur, who, as we all know, attitude wise is. Diabolical, yeah, yeah. isn't he? So if he can, if he can bring the best out of Ben Arthur and French speaking, both of the pair there, and Buffal is French speaking too, so he can get on well with Pro. I feel like that that could be a good link there, and th- this could be something that attitude that can be put to the side. And I'm sure, I'm sure we can put that to the side. And I'm, okay I'm just laughing
0: because you're saying about attitude, and it's like. Me thinking straight away again. So so if I suggest bring back Osvaldo... Yeah, oh, <laughs> that's just a different
1: level of... It. There's attitude and there's headbutting the club captain. You know, there's there's a different level and I think Osvaldo might have just, just crept past the it. line, I don't know. Just throwing it out there. No, no, I totally... I mean, I think it's going to be a... Uh,
0: as long as he stays relatively fit, um, I think it's going to be a good signing. There's, you know, some pace in him. Mm. As I said, he can beat a man. He obviously has got a half-decent finish on him. You don't get 11 goals... At 22 in, I think you said 29 games without having at least a half decent shot.
1: That's a direct involvement of 15 goals in 29 games. So, So one in every two, he is guaranteed to put something on the plate for his side. And admittedly, that's a leaguer, but even if he can drop that by 30%, 40%, that's still an impressive return.
0: And I think it's going to be nice to have sort of, you know, someone who can bring something else to the table and perhaps. I think he could be utilised very well as a creative player. Perhaps the creative player that people have been calling out for, not quite at this, you know, at the the tip of the diamond formation, like we say, we're going to go on to that later. But, you know, we've been looking for someone to offer us something different, that final killer ball in. Um, So perhaps this is going to be, you know, the answer to quite a few of our problems. Um, But then, as you say, it goes back to the fitness, the attitude. And, and whether he works yeah. out just in the league. I think it's
1: interesting to see a, we've got a very patient style of play, it's got to be said. So it's going to be interesting to see how effective he will be in that teams might be really uh, shocked in the moment that we play in a patient style for three, four minutes of good possession and then suddenly this player just bursts through the defence and they won't be seeing that coming. No, That's going to draw players out of position, so it's going to be interesting to see how Puel uses this and that he might allow Buffal a really free roll to drive And in that sudden moment where they've been so patient and defenders have organised themselves, the attackers, you know, Redmond might take up a wide area, Long might try and look to get in behind, and that can be something that can be drilled to brilliant effect a sudden burst of energy like that we've seen how effective it's a different style but nevertheless it's a sudden burst like leicester they will bring a sudden burst and you look at defense's panic when that happens of course so despite happening in a different fashion it could be a very effective method of attacking
0: definitely i agree let's move on though because there's a couple of other transfers i want to discuss with you
1: um the one that's
0: interesting to me going out from us um obviously we're recording this just before deadline day um so Touch and go, whether what happens and, and etc. Um, but Harrison Reed possibly going on loan yeah. to Derby, um, interesting move for me. I think that kind of you were saying to me earlier, but off air, that you, you wanted to see Reed play more. Yeah, um, I'd agree to a certain extent. I, I feel you know yeah. Romeo
1: looks a bit like he's struggling, yeah. but then I worry about Reed in the one man well, yeah, exactly the position. It's an awkward position we're in at the moment. I feel he's if you watch him in the under twenty ones he's all too good he's all too good for that league now he's above and beyond anything else there um, and the general talent you can see in the way he can switch a ball the way he can tackle physically even at 5 foot 5 he I feel he's at an floor.
0: awkward stage of yeah. being sort of too good for the, the under 21s development team and not but not quite, quite at enough. the level to or, or I don't even know if he's not at the level because we've yet to really see him play a proper yeah. game, I think, a, a consistent run of games. And he's but
1: impressed I, every time he's played. That's uh, the, is the interesting thing.
0: Away. But yeah. I just don't know if he's not been good enough in training to, to each of the managers, yeah. Pochettino, Koeman and Al Puel, or it's just a case of it being such a competitive team Yeah,
1: that he's going yeah, to struggle We get are him. very strong in midfield. Over the past few seasons, we've had Romeu Morgan Schneiderlin, Victor Wanyama, Jack Cork, all in the defence midfield position. I think many of the league's you know best central midfielders might struggle to get again even Stephen Davis drops back at times let alone a a young player who's 5'5 technically 21 years old
0: Reid is competing with Romeo classy Davis to some extent if you Mm. if you want to argue Davis in a defensive position and Hoiberg like you said you know so there's
1: four instant players I can Mm. name to you you know off the top of my head and I mean he's been linked to Derby which is a move I think I would actually uh, slightly welcome it's like a possession based football at Derby it very much is um, it's it, it's a side that's not exactly disorganised, so he can come in and it's not going to be a mess going in. He can slot in quite nice. That's the one want I would be. Yeah. I want an organised team, um, a team with a core that has been around for the past two three years to make sure that he's not bouncing in and out of the side. I'd just like to see Reed get game time because I feel even if he could drop to League One or a lower Championship side just to get games is what's so needed at uh, this age right now. I, and I, I feel mean, he's got the ability to do it. I, I
0: I, actually thought a, you know, I was hoping for a slightly higher move than Derby. Mm. Um, the one I said to you was it was Celtic. I think that would have been an interesting move purely because mm. he'd have got the potentially experience in Europe and the fact that he would have been sat in a role that they need filling. Yeah. Um, you know, and... Which would like, be very interesting. interesting see you know, seeing a different dynamic it? and he's got the the sort of, Diverse levels of opposition in terms of the, the lower quality SPL yeah. team. So he and then can get times going when he to... can
1: dominate the play a little more, and times when exactly. he has to sit back, be a bit more disciplined, but, and hold his position.
0: You know, it's a case again of he's not really been able to show, I don't think, enough in uh, that. You know, in the top league, tomorrow, or not, not, not you know, move there. A, a move yeah. elsewhere, um, but Derby or someone else. I think he's going go to go uh, tomorrow at least on loan. Yeah, um, I think there I will I'll be, be happy a move.
1: For instance, I'd love to see. I think us, it'd right? be I a f- I feel like effective I said, the move. Right, right point right now. He really needs to get out on loan, really needs to start learning a little more. I mean, for the past few seasons, he's very much been in a comfortable state, in too good for the under-21s. That can put you in a dangerous position. I mean, how, how old is he? 21 I'm, He's now, 21. Move, yeah. So the thing is, he's getting to that stage where
0: he either cracks on in football, yeah. or in our first team, or on yeah. you know on the
1: bench coming off and on, or... He probably wants to look at a move away. Indeed, and you don't want to get yourself in that that dangerous mental state where you become comfortable. As a footballer, you need to constantly be pushing yourself. And constantly, when he broke on at 18-19, Harrison Reed was definitely excelling past the point that he should be, and that's brilliant. Whereas the past two years, I kind of feel like he's been doing the same as that, and that's a bad mentality to have as a footballer. You want to constantly keep driving, and maybe a lone move last year would have been better for Mm -hmm. him, in making sure that he's still learning, still developing. Over the past two years, year and... A bit. I'm slightly wondering what he's really learnt as such. You
0: don't. You don't think a Premier League team's going to come in from tomorrow like West
1: Brom? I wouldn't think so. No. I do not think so. I think a Championship team. I just want guaranteed game time. That'd uh, the that would be. That would be my factor. Because if he could sit on a bench, then we'll sit on our bench. Yeah, Maybe I'll be available to Indeed. us.
0: No, I'd agree with that. Let's move on, though to some of the other speculation obviously as everyone knows to sort of find anything yeah. Saints related transfer wise
1: well, it's been a bit of a nightmare to try and find anything uh, Saints related as uh, like as always in general, I mean know. we conduct our business so well um, and whilst I love it as us when we've got to try and find content, it's like limited. Give us it? a help, so, <laughs> so send <laughs> us an email, and give us a couple links here and there. Give us a name at least. We need the, league or the club or something asking
0: people to send in sort of just you know inside knowledge on, yeah. on, on the Twitter account. Yeah, go for so it, then, yeah, So if anyone's got anyone, any inside information, start to, tweeting. Us. <laughs> saints don't fancy leaking <laughs> anything anytime soon. Um, but. but no, the ones that have come out, there's some interesting. I don't know whether it's speculation and actual. There's anything actually to it talking. or papers talking. But the two I want to bring up. Firstly, we'll talk about mm. Um Bonnie is going to be the other one we'll discuss. But let's let's focus on Barahino briefly for a couple of minutes. Mm. Would you welcome a move here? We're talking about 25 million pounds, I believe, is mm. what West Brom want to get rid of him for. I'd for a guy like who ba- barely played a game last season. I saw
1: a, a disgusting stat. These is this the one Bonnie about his last 20. 20- he has one of the lowest,
0: lowest, um, lowest rates of shots last season, I believe, yeah. in the whole of the top five, top-flight European leagues. Yeah, just absolutely woeful.
1: There's certainly a player in there, but I feel like at Southampton, in the the way that it's dragged out so much at West Brom, I just couldn't see this signing coming to anything. No, no. In all honesty, I just couldn't see it happening. Um, I feel like we want to take a player that's still striving forward. We like to pick up players when they're in. Their potential driving forward, or at a cheap price. The only time we pick up players who've been down in the dumps in a more difficult situation is the likes of Ryan Bertrand when we picked him mm. up off of a harsh time at Villa. Romeo off the back of being thrown away in the reserves and being thrown out on loan moves. So I feel for twenty-five million for a player who hasn't been starting and has had pr- troubles. I don't. I couldn't see this move coming to anything. See,
0: I'm not convinced that they're going to get twenty-five million for him mm. at all. I'm not. I know this is what they've... And West Brom seem to almost, um, you know, push this idea that they're definitely going to... They're not selling him for any less. But I believe tomorrow he will be going somewhere other than West Brom. And the only only way I can sort of see it possibly coming about sort of to fruition is that perhaps if we're offering sort of a low ball offer of around 10, 15 million, Mm. take a gamble on him, try and sell him on the idea... And, and people are instantly going to hate me for this but the truth has to be said that you can come here and play a season or two of really decent first team football mm. and you can go to one of the big clubs for big money we have no problems doing that yeah. perhaps West Brom have to cash out on him I don't know his contract status to yeah. be quite honest with you but I know they want rid of him because they're looking to bring in someone else tomorrow yeah. um, so perhaps they agree to sell him at a reduced mm. fee perhaps for some sort yeah. of sell on they're certainly sell on very dear. stubborn
1: in the dealings though. I just feel like it's so Unlike Saints, right now, despite him being young and English, I feel like all the other factors are very much the, the attitude problem for me is the thing.
0: But I just think if we could perhaps get him on a decent price, you know that yeah. you know. Like, I mean, we we bought Buffel on a very good price. People were saying he's worth about twenty twenty five million. Admittedly, he might be going up to twenty one million bonuses. Mm. But the rumored, well, the, the sort of figure being touted by BBC yeah. and other places yeah. is sixteen yeah. million.
1: And at the end of the day, those bonuses are going to be bonuses that. Have been as a result of positive results for Southampton, aren't they? You yeah, know, a certain amount of goals in the Premier League or other factors like that—they're benefiting us. It's hardly like we're. So, extra let me money question
0: you then: if if tomorrow the opportunity comes up to buy him between ten and fifteen million pounds on sort of a similar, you know, perhaps say ten, say a ten percent sell-on fee, mm. um, do you take him? Based on the principle that he's agreed that he comes, he sorts out the attitude problems and basically. Some decent football for a season or two, with the idea in mind that he then goes to a big, bigger club like a lot of our other players have
1: done. I just don't think I could take the gamble. I you don't, don't think the gamble's it, worth? it? I don't think so. I'd like to see the Redmond development continue as well. Um, see, I always think Barahino should play
0: play up front instead of long. Yeah, you know, you've almost got a, a not a like-for-like yeah. like replacement, but you've got a similar mm. sort of I the speed feel
1: like and the ships already sailed. I feel past. like for us, I feel like for another side, it might happen, but. The ship's already sailed for us. I don't think we've got enough time to wait around for the development of him in this particular season.
0: It wouldn't surprise Um, me if he ended up somewhere like Palace for stupid money. Yeah, Stoke. Like 25, 30,
1: 40 million. Um,
0: Let's move on, though, to Bonnie from Man City. Bonnie
1: is one that I would very much entertain. That is one that I would very much... You don't think he's a gamble? I think there's a little bit of a gamble, but after how effective he can be and how strong he is, you're guaranteed the strength that he's got. You're guaranteed that he's going to put in the effort again this year. I feel he's, he want, he's going to want sure. to kick on. I think Boney is one that many fans as well would be happy with. We've lost a bit of a presence in the box. Um, and as we'll touch on later, on a, perhaps a change of formation, that'll come up later and I can discuss about Boney potentially in another way. But I feel like that would be a good option to have. Um, we've got a few players with a bit of pace and I, I think we probably will bring in maybe a forward with a bit more pace as well. I think we it's inevitable that, that we bring in a forward tomorrow. Indeed. I really but do. I feel like Boney would be a nice option. Um on a loan, that'd be that'd be a very interesting deal.
0: Yeah, I think he's got something to prove again. Um I mean the season before he was obviously at Swansea wasn't he and he had a fantastic Sort of that that season where he transitioned from Swansea to Man City over that summer. Yeah. That season just prior to that was just unbelievable at points. You know, I did even swear he got about 25-30 goals that season. Throughout the whole season, season was just fantastic. He's, um,
1: He's certainly one that can still get there as well. His game just, still hasn't altered. He's still a no, strong player. I just He's debate the whether.
0: He's not played football consistently for quite amount of time yeah. at a high level. You know, he dips in and out of that Man City team when they need him. Mm. Um, I know he gets the occasional cup game and he gets the occasional mm. run out in the Premier League when they need. Mm. You know, Aguero's not fit. But I would think- he be able to come into our team and take the first, you know, be... Because so, I, I inevitably think that he, if he was coming in... He's coming in on big money. Yeah, he's going to come in and he's probably going to play in Long's yeah. position or, or where Austin if hypothetically Peele, yeah.
1: sits. If Pio's willing to experiment, then yeah, I'd be very happy to go with that. If he's feeling a little more stubborn, then Do I would. Do you want think he too. knocks that I'm...
0: position out though and keeps it?
1: Do you if, think if his Peele's fitness and abilities? I feel like he would start. He would yeah. start here if he was. If Pure was willing to experiment, but I mean that's all something we can only. Speak hypothetically. Sure. On. We, can, we don't. We don't know the ins and outs of that. If not, and I knew he was going to be, if I knew he was going to be more stubborn in trying to change the system, then no, not a chance. Would I try and bring it? It would only be problems in trying to sell him on, and sure. he, he wouldn't fit the system. He wouldn't have the qualities that would be needed to to work there.
0: What do you reckon his value is going to be if he if he does get? I mean, I They're think that big money. I still think. Do you think? Yeah. I what think. sort of money? talking 20 20, 20, Twenty. Twenty. What 20 did they buy him for? Can you remember? Not clear. Oh, cool. not could see i I-, I thought it was a big a money yeah. um i don't think his value's increased at all no i think if anything no, it's lowered not. yeah yeah um,
1: certainly so i mean the contract's running down isn't it so
0: but he's 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 similar to he's in a similar situation to Berahino in a sense mm. isn't he apart from Berahino didn't make that big move mm. it's you know sort of they've they've both had very good seasons and then done nothing yeah. you know for for varying reasons on both mm. parties but i you know so, so for you tomorrow, if we have to bring in one, it's going to be...
1: Oh, it would be Bony, bony and there. Every, every day of the week. Yeah, any day. Interesting. In next position then. Next position. Centre-back.
0: Denea from yeah. the, the Belgian... Is, is he an
1: international? Is he just uh Yeah, he's just, he did get I ball can't, ball. As,
0: as I said, I can't admit to knowing very much yeah. at all about him. Um,
1: he's very much a modern centre-back. Very much loves to play with the ball. Um, strong. Um, highly rated by many. Hasn't yeah. been given a chance uh, at Manchester City. Um, but he's been out on loan a couple of times impressed here and there that would have been one that interests me that's one that's names been thrown about
0: Um, I mean obviously he's we're now this name's probably been thrown about partly because of the injury to Mm. um, Pierre who obviously he's gone we believe it's between three and six months with a Uh, injury to his leg of some form yeah um, Sam,
1: it's gotten to hear about that from Pierre as well I mean he put in a really good I thought he looked relatively good to be honest yeah, with mean, you there was definitely some promise there and I think he would have been getting some good game time which is annoying so early in your career yeah. to, at Southampton as a good start to get an injury like that but so be it yeah, I think another another right back's definitely got to come in you the don't Saints think they, selling Cuco for sure, well Kuko's.
0: They they want Kuko out, and I yeah.
1: personally would just believe but, three million fee and Saints. I would, I would are, snap at that in a heartbeat. Saints want to get rid else. of him out, and they want to bring someone else I'd, in. I was it.
0: saying to you on the way down here that I don't think we'll ever get as much money for for Kuko as three million. Oh, I just, just don't. Take it. I, I, I take it. He seems mind. like a very friendly guy with all due respect. I just don't yeah. rate him at all. Think His a,
1: positioning's rubbish. A loan deal on a right back is probably going to be.
0: You don't, you don't look at bringing up one of the development players like Valerie. Valerie or, would be interesting. That's the one that keeps being like,
1: touted, isn't it? I feel like if I think the club personally are definitely looking for a right back in the sense that if we really wanted to let Valerie have that chance right now, we would have sold I, Cuco I, two, two, th- three days ago. I think you're ago. right. Um, I think, I think, I think if Cuco for, does go, then expect a right back to be coming yeah. within that hour. Or <laughs> I, I think with
0: that. Valerie, unfortunately, at the moment, it's just fans looking for sort of that. Yeah. An excuse for an the next could, big player and yeah. I I totally think that there's And he certainly could be that. Yeah. But I just like you say I think the club would know if he was ready
1: or not yet. Yeah.
0: And it's just not quite happening.
1: So um and then Liga talent as well. Uh we're talking about who Pio might be able to bring in. Um I won't remember when Ronald kruman came in, he was allowed to bring in a number of players that were obviously went He basically Blacks brought in all systems, his mates, isn't he? Yeah. He liked to bring in <laughs> players, yeah. I mean Palace certainly was just a mate. He brought along his mate, didn't he? Um, and then Dusan Tadic as well was one that he personally yeah. picked out. Um, we've seen Bafal was on the record of Southampton for a number of years. Pio just helped bring that deal in. So that's interesting to hear. I was very, very excited about yeah. hearing that as well. that The, the club liked him and he's, you know, uh, matched with the black box system. system. Uh, Pierre was one that definitely was a personal signing. Um, but maybe we could see another signing that Pio single-handedly wants. One that he's gone to the club and said, I want this man in in my squad. Um, I feel like that could be one more signing left. I feel like the club like to give a new manager their iconic players. So that might be one that we could look out for on deadline day. I think
0: tomorrow there'll be a purchase and a loan. Mm. Um, I'm fairly uh, feeling confident that they're going to bring in another striker or attacking Mm. midfielder of some form. Um, And then I think if they can get a loan deal, like you say, for a right back, Mm. um, then they'll go for it. But I'd be disappointed if we left tomorrow with nothing. Yeah. Um, But I pitch the question to you right now, just before we wrap this segment up. If if we only bring in one player tomorrow, out of everyone we sort of spoke about, or who you think realistically we could bring in, who would it be? Another forward. Another forward. Another
1: forward that Huell believes will fit his system. I'd like someone a little more mobile, a little bit quicker, with a bit of a presence. That would be nice. I feel like at worst, you know, we could keep Cuco. Sure. Um, and that could be a guy that's filled, whereas we haven't got anything else in that striker position that's exactly screaming out to me about this two-man-up-top formation right now. And I feel like PL's probably been working on bringing a forward. What about you? For me, I think a forward is, another key, is the yeah. key one. I just don't feel um, like there's enough. Out-and-out out goals.
0: Well, we spoke early, didn't we, about yeah. um, Long's lack of finishing ability, mm. unfortunately. Um, and I just want to see a real proven yeah. goal scorer come in. Yeah. Um, and whilst they're still option, learning
1: this system as well, You just sometimes you just haven't... Goal, got goals to are going to keep us up, though. That's Sometime, the, the yeah, thing. You know, even if it's just, just one or two. don't have the time to wait. No. And, yeah, we can look to work on that, S- continue, still work on it now. But sometimes you just need to make that investment and say, look, we need to make sure Sure. that we get this ball in the back of the net. Quite as simple as that. And sometimes it means you might have to deviate from the system a little more, but you've got to get those points on the board.
0: So, let's uh, discuss the the three Premier League games we've seen so far. Um, Obviously, Man United away Mm -hmm. on the Friday night football. That was interesting. Um, Watford at home opening up the season for us. And Sunderland at home uh, just this past weekend gone by. We're not going to go into um, every game individually, but if we just briefly the discuss general the general feel yeah. for, for things. I mean, I've, I'll admit to not seeing this past weekend's game when I was away, but the mm. other two, from yeah. from what I understand as well, is that we pretty much continued with exactly what we've been doing right and exactly what we've been doing wrong in, in you know the, the Man United game and the Watford yeah. game. Um, I've been... It's, it's been hit and miss, to be honest with you. Um, I feel more underwhelmed than overwhelmed, um, in truth be told, without wetting the bed. Um, I'm still not convinced by the formation Mm -hmm. at all. Um, I think we lack a lot of width that really benefited us last year. Um, And I feel like long up front on his own, he's struggling massively. Um, We spoke earlier on the show about his finishing not being particularly top class yeah. and i think that's been highlighted even further yeah. by him being set up on his own cool. there's other talking points i want to get onto um but i'd like lo- i'd be interested to hear what y- what your overwhelming feeling after yeah. the past three games been. obviously it's early on but yeah. you know there's some telling signs on both positives and negatives to me
1: yeah well i think let, let's just quickly look at the facts there's not been a single clean sheet yet we've scored two goals and there's two points on the board that's and that is a reason to be you know feeling very underwhelmed by the start of the season so far it's hardly been a a a good start to the season. Um, There's been moments of promise where I think, you know, a number of fans have been saying over 20-minute spells, 30-minute spells, this is a really attractive brand of football. And I really like what Pio's got the idea of doing. But sometimes, you know, there's a lot of times that you do like what a manager's trying to do and it sometimes doesn't quite come to the surface. It doesn't quite work out. I mean, especially against Sunderland. That to me was... Pio said when he joined that he likes to... Think about, make his team play the way they want to play and not worry about how the opposition wants to play. Which is all well and good when it's working, but in a game against Sunderland with fullbacks backs Van Holt and Manquillo who are suspect defensively, to say the very least, there was no width. No. And that, to me, we tried to work down a middle channel with Digiloboji and Kone at centre-back. Now, to me, that is just madness. Yeah. Just point-blank managerial madness. That is, There's a point of playing your own system and being confident in that, but that is willingly not looking at the opposition's weakness. Now, you can definitely look to play a four-four-two 4 2 diamond situation and formation, but why would you not attack the fullbacks there? Why would you not place Tadic and try and bring uh, Manquilo inside out? Because we've seen him rip some of the best fullbacks in the Premier League to pieces with this football. Sure. So, why did we not place him out? Into those areas. Why do we not allow Redmond to get in beyond Manquilo or Van Arnholt whenever they bomb forward? To me, that was so confusing that we could have very easily got in behind that defence and not I think maybe one occasion we got in behind that those fullbacks. And to me that was that was just a really bad decision.
0: I mean, I think what you you you're saying there is that at the moment, rather than trying to exploit the opposition's weaknesses, we're just basically trying to um, I'll play them game. with our own game mm. and I'm like you I, I still think that that's probably not the tactic we should be playing mm. um, certainly not with the players that we have mm. currently yeah. I don't feel like we're strong enough to override yeah. teams like that I think we're much more effective
1: yeah. um, I mean Kuman, I mean, Kuman well was a good example of that yeah, exactly to, be, to, to play your own game and not worry about the opposition every Any week in, in and out yeah. always have you all, always favour them in every situation and sometimes our players just aren't good enough to do that. We no. were saying earlier that we still agree there's plenty of promise and it could very much still come together. And we're not certainly not bedware and we're not saying this is wrong. No, like, I think on that day that was a bad decision, but that was a one-day thing. Off. I'm not sure. writing off the formation by any means. I still think that it could work out. And in such a big change of system, there's still a lot to be learned and there's still a lot that can change. I just feel on that occasion that is something. There's nothing wrong with altering your ideas, and no. I feel like that on that day would have been good. Um, I, I feel
0: like I'm not. I'm not entirely sure what our game plan truly is. I watched a number of those, and I remember being sat here with you um, and spoke. We spoke about on the last podcast that a lot of Peel's tactics in those pre-season games yeah. where we're playing very quick football, cutting teams through. You know, down the wings, in the middle, yeah. playing sort of creative passes, yeah. looking for something a bit different. But uh, at the moment, there's just a lot of like endless ropey yeah. passing. I think uh, some of our passing has been yeah. shocking. We've lost the we lose yeah. the ball a lot. That Man and United it's game, still was a very, yeah, it's
1: still very much learning. I mean, there's phases where we had 20 minutes of dominating passing, and it's superb. But it's Hoyberg. His interview was absolutely superb after that, yeah. that United game. But he he puts it perfectly. He's saying it just simply wasn't acceptable. No, and it's well worth a listen. Go to my account at Fresh Saints and type in Hoiberg and you'll be able to see the interviewers. I absolutely loved it. He speaks the truth as a player, full honesty. But I would have to agree. I mean, in pre-season we had the idea that when an opening would, would come between two players, we were driving at it, through it. And now we seem to be a little scared. Now it's come knowing but the points are on the board it, the moment of doing it.
0: What's infuriating about that to me is the fact that we have three players in long... Tadic and Redmond okay Tadic might not be quite so quick but I'd still consider him a fairly mm. pacey player that could be frightening a handful to deal with yeah. purely on their speed and the control of the ball going yeah. I mean, forward like on you say, his footwork
1: no. is good that it compensates for maybe so, that kind of
0: pace. so when we're you know I think Sunderland and Watford should have been two games where he could have completely exploited
1: mm. and I think mm. there was
0: one or two moments in, at least in the Watford game and on the highlights I've seen of the Sunderland game albeit very few that we did show signs that we were capable of breaking down a team with our pace yeah. and ability to purely hit them on the counter yeah. I think even Man United the, the, the one that springs to mind during that Man United game would be Shane Long's opportunity yeah. where we picked up the ball and played the ball you know kind she of nice sprinting and at them and, and unfortunately Long didn't really do much with it but the, the the idea and the principle behind it was there that we can beat yeah. them quite quickly
1: on the counter. I mean, let's look at it as well. I mean, we have missed a lot of chances. And yeah. I think I saw as well that we've taken the third most shots in the Premier League so far. That's that's which surprising. I mean, it, it's a law of evens. Law of evens. It's going gonna, it's gonna to come back around for us as well. Yeah. We're going to get stages no, where every doubt. shot does seem to go in. But right now, we can also look at what we do need to improve. And there's been elements that certainly... Wells identified as well that he can see that this has got to be things that we need to correct I mean certainly at the base of the diamond I think we've left ourselves too open there I'm worried about whether Romeo can actually play that lone role at times I feel like he needs a partner alongside well, him
0: traditionally for the
1: I, I can't remember a time
0: really when we haven't played um, with with two, two base, sort yeah. of really strong defensive midfielders mm. and they almost all alternate roles of one slightly pushes further forward but mm. does come back and the other literally just sits in front of the defence. We've been playing that for years and it's always been fairly effective yeah. from the likes of Cork and Schneidlin through to Wanyam yeah. and Romeo last season. Yeah. Um, it
1: adds a good base to work from a really good foundation sure. yeah
0: um and, and at the moment we kind of Romeo seems to mm. be getting skinned a lot with the ball yeah. um and
1: left alone you know his I mean, tackling still obviously his tackling still just as good but he's not in as good positions. No. he hasn't got his partner there to communicate with to close off less space he's covering that whole wide I mean, area. He's having to watch out for the full. I felt
0: last season quite yeah. effective taking the ball forward to a certain extent as well, yeah. playing out a little bit further than perhaps Wanyama was doing. I don't think and he's aware
1: of his surroundings. No. As well. We've seen mistakes. In his Where play. he's lost the ball yeah. from
0: people coming from behind. But I feel, like you say, that lack of another supporting defensive midfielder with him is perhaps hindering him on taking that ball a slightly bit further yeah. and then putting him into a attacking position. Um, but... I think for the negatives we're saying there's definitely been some positives. Mm. Hoyberg, you know, not you know, yeah. I th- I think he looks fantastic personally. He's got a real talent Yeah. just uh, he looks superb in terms of his mm. passing ability. Good players, he good can games, pick so out a decent pass. Good He can pick out a decent pass. Bad games for the team. They um, still stand out. He can tackle. Yeah. Um I heard at the weekend um from a family member that watched the game that he got tied towards the 70-minute mark and was taken off. Yeah. But again, looked very effective I mean, made, up until that point. He
1: a couple of mistakes, but he was, he was all around the pitch, the pitch that day. Yeah. He, was made, he made a number of brilliant tackles as well. Um, he sprays the ball like no other player we've sure. got at the moment. And I think he is one out of a player. We are very fortunate yeah. to have yeah, him at no, the moment. 100%. He is a superb player. Um, I mean, testament to Southampton for doing that. But I mean, I, let's look at the facts on it. And there's a lot of promise. I'm certainly not writing off the four-four-two 4 2 diamond formation it hasn't been the dream start, and I'm very willing to continue to give Puel my support in allowing it to happen. But we can also comment on what we're seeing, yeah. and that's what we're doing. We're commenting on what we're seeing. We're seeing the negatives, how we can change that. But just for a moment, let's think that you know, with this, the signing of Buffal now, we now have the option to have a plan B, sure. in that he operates as a left winger. So perhaps we could have a Hoiberg and Romeo pivot yep. with Tadic in front, Redmond on the right, Bafau on the left, Shane Long up top. And that plays everyone in a natural position and it potentially gives Puel the chance to revert back to a more tried and tested method. And you know, everyone everyone's playing well, it's a nice balance and sometimes it's a case of going back to go forward. Sometimes you've got to play a little more defensive to actually yeah. bring more attack going forward. You know, that's that can be the case in the game. Um I think I
0: think Another thing to bring up is that we're not quite at a full-strength squad either. Mm. I mean, target to me, unfortunately, just isn't anywhere near the level of Bertrand. Um, He doesn't carry the ball forward nearly as well. And I don't think he gets back and defends as well. That's a very good point. Last Um, year,
1: first few games, we were dreadful without Bertrand. He came back into the side mm -hmm. and it was a season changer. I
0: I don't think he's going to be, you know, we're going to go from scoring one or two goals to five to make that clear from Bertrand, but I think we might look a bit more composed in the back, yes, um, um, and not so sort of mm. caught out, especially on that
1: wing. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's had moments where he's got the ball, and there's a twenty-yard bit of space, and where Bertram would knock and run, and waits him to the side target, sure. brings it back on the I inside, and with plays that, yeah. a central midfielder pass. And it, there's we're lacking a little bit of directness there. But I mean, uh, Bertrand's influence in our side is is, is quite something yeah. else. Yeah, I,
0: I mean. It, the the worry I think and, and like we spoke about earlier is that the, the formation it doesn't look like it's changing when we need it to change at mm. the moment um, obviously we're only early in and perhaps this is sort of a testing out phase where we Mm. Realize it's either going to work or not work and then move on from yeah. there. But our lack of width is really killing us, in yeah. my opinion. We scored so many goals from being effective out on the wings. Um, Lastly, I mean, the other point I want to bring up, just slightly off topic, but it also does relate to this in a sense, is I never want to see Charlie Austin out on the right no. ever again. Um, no.
1: Playing work in those channels, it's, it's not his it's game. It's well, it's just a b- bizarre
0: move. The guy's very good at bringing the ball down and using his head in the air. Mm.
1: Um, and I very much get that it's Pearl's philosophy, but at one point we had Shane Long and Charlie Austin working the channels with Redmond in behind. Redmond doesn't and convince me he's a striker. In Redmond's moments where we were so event. crucial to to just play a solid game, sure. we were playing three players out of a natural position. And I feel like just maybe now we need to just calm it down a little bit. Not throw them all on it at yeah. one point. Play players in a little more natural. Let's ease it in a little bit and keep it a little calmer. Maybe we're throwing too much at them at one point. Sure. And my worry about the four-two-three-one is that Pierre clearly from the start came here with his idea to play the four-four-two diamond, and now he's thrown it at them and playing it, at, you know, so confidently. Sure. That this is what he wants to play. That four-two-three-one, if he was to revert back to that, is surrendering some of his pride. Yeah. and that any manager you lose some credibility at a- the same in any job. If you come in storming into an office, claiming you've got this fantastic idea, and then go. A month down the line, actually, guys, I think you might have been right. You've lost some credibility. It's that it goes the same. You know, anyone else would look at you slightly differently. So that's my slight worry for Peel that you maybe hasn't embraced changing to a four-two-three-one at certain points. I mean, no, certainly not writing up. Like, I agree could be sat Here, looking like idiots in a month's time, and I hope I look like an idiot yeah. in month's time for pointing out the worries because it was all a, a process of development. You know, we're seeing problems and we've got to talk about them.
0: And Yeah, well, they have to be focused on I mean, Like you say, uh, I feel like we've missed out on at least six points we'd have easily picked up last season. Mm-hmm. Um, in, obviously, Watford and Sunderland, mm-hmm. both at home. We shouldn't be drawing those games, like Van Dyke came out and said at the end of the game. Um, but it's a work in progress. I, I, I'm not convinced by it, but I think it's going to be a, a slog of a season where... We perhaps just have to understand that we're not going to be up there competing for the European slots this year. Mm. Perhaps take a back seat and let this formation sink in, yeah. and then work from there. Try and work but, it out in Europa. But yeah. it's just one of those. It's a bizarre, bizarre situation to be in, in a sort of sense, because mm. um, you rarely see it with a club doing very Make well change, then swi- like, yeah. switching such a drastic when it's been change of impact. Exactly. In 4,
1: 2, 3, one So many players are so comfortable playing in that way but i
0: again i think tomorrow the signing of a couple of players could be sort oh, of really change a lot huge in that factor
1: mm. um, and i look forward to seeing what happens yeah. i mean we're t- sat here talking about certain players that we would like we've seen issues with romeo for all we know he, pio could be really working on bringing a, a big defense midfielder in and he's got his eye on a particular man or a striker and he knows that that isn't complete yet. sure so i mean we can only judge by the end of the window and so be it we will look at that point and review it and then sit down again look at what's changed and I, I, I really hope it does work out for people in this way
0: 100% right let's wrap it up anyway for this week's part of this this podcast um, we're going to try and get another couple podcasts done in the I think in the next week or so after, after once the international break and stuff um, we'll keep people informed of what's happening yeah. um, as obviously we're still trying to work yeah. some bits and pieces out um, via Twitter so why don't you just remind people where they can get in front, contact
1: with you and if you've got anything on the website coming up yep yeah, no problem well my personal account you can uh, follow me at Small 96 Seven two A's in Aiden, and uh, on my account Fresh Saints it's at Fresh Saints and online it's www.freshsaints.com
0: Fantastic you can follow me on at Sean Walford on Twitter um, but that's going to do it for us for this week so thanks again for everyone for listening
1: Thank you very much guys be sure to get in touch and we'll see you all very soon